everyone. Welcome back to uh, Series 7 of the Sundition Podcast. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And this is the morning edition where we will cover three stories, uh, three under-the-radar stories along with one local news story. So our first story is about the fight between fishing and mining, mining industries in Alaska. So this is concerning this plot of land that is 200 miles southwest of Anchorage, And while it is home to bears and salmon, it is also one of the richest deposits of valuable metals like copper and gold in the world. The mining industry plans to begin a new project called Pebble Mine, and this will involve digging a pit more than a square mile and a third of a mile deep into the plot. And the value of the metals there is estimated to be at least $300 billion. Benefits of the Pebble Mine are that it could potentially be a major economic boost and could make up for the times the remote area has missed out on other economic developments, such as the North Slope oil boom. It would employ around a thousand people and Northern Dynasty Minerals, which is a Canada-based company, has agreed to pay for infrastructure improvements in native Alaskan villages and give out at least $3 million in cash to the people in that area. While the project seems to be quite profitable, there are some major concerns about it, especially especially when it comes to the damage it would inflict on the environment. One particular concern is about the salmon in the area. Salmon is the main traditional source of food for many native Alaskans, and Bristol Bay is nearby the site and is one of the largest wild salmon fisheries on the planet. If the project does go through, the pebble mine would probably replace two watersheds that feed rivers and are specific for fish spawning. There could be risks even after people are finished with the pebble mine as well. Tailings or materials from the mine that are remaining afterwards could allow heavy metals to seep into the groundwater, and dams containing those tailings could break if there were an earthquake, which would mean disaster. During Obama's presidency, the project was blocked in 2014 by the Environmental Protection Agency over concerns about the salmon. But now, because of Trump's more industry-friendly policies, the EPA reversed the decision from Obama. The Army Corps of Engineers issued a final Environmental Impact Statement, or EIS, on Friday, July 24th, saying that the mine would not cause long-term changes in the health of the commercial fisheries in Bristol Bay. The plan will also include, in addition to the mine, a pond for the mine's tailings, which would most likely be toxic, 80 miles of road and pipeline for the transportation of the metal concentrates from from the mine to a new port in Cook Inlet, and a 165-mile natural gas pipeline for a plant to power everything. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. (laughs) The next one is a bit more yikes as well. Um, The Paris deputy mayor resigned after being linked with an alleged child rapist. Um, Christopher Girard, one of Mayor... Anne Hidalgo's deputies resigned on Thursday, July 23rd after protests about his links with uh, child sex abuser Gabriel Matzneff, who is an award-winning author. Uh, politicians opposing Gerard and women's group have demanded Gerard's uh, suspension and an internal investigation concerning his alleged links with Matzneff. The author is now projected to stand trial next year. Uh, who is projected to stand trial next year uh, for pedophilia. Vanessa Springaro claimed to be an abusive underage relationship with Matzneff through the publishing of her book Consent, which sparked rape allegations and investigations against Matzneff. And another woman also claimed she was groomed and controlled by Matzneff. Girard was actually questioned back in March about his connections with Matzneff 
At that time, he was a senior executive at Yves Saint Laurent from 1986 to 87, and this was during the time where that company provided the author financial support. Matzneff told the New York Times that he was able to stay at a hotel with Springora for two years free of charge because of Gerard. And in Springora's uh, book, Consent, she said that Matzneff was able to escape the police because they stayed at the hotel. That's some sus and shady stuff, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And our third under-the-radar news story concerns Trump's executive orders on drug prices. So the Trump administration announced four executive orders signed on the afternoon of Friday, July 24th, and this would lower drug prices. This includes allowing certain drugs to be imported from Canada and different ways discounts can be passed on to Medicare patients. The administration is also requiring Medicare to pay the same price for drugs that other countries pay, but Trump is giving Medicare until August 24th to make the deal before implementing the order. To be honest, it's not even clear whether Trump has signed the orders yet, and he said he will be meeting with pharmaceutical executives on Tuesday, July 28th. Although this initially sounds beneficial, health policy experts say that these orders are pretty weak. They say that these orders are signs of desperation since Trump hasn't been doing so well in the polls, and it's to show that Trump is actually trying to take action. There are some issues with these orders already. Take, for example, the order about the discounts. There's a section that says that before the order can be fully implemented, The Secretary of Health and Human Services has to confirm that the order will not result in an increase in federal spending, premiums, or patient spending. Since one of these is bound to increase, it is likely that the order will actually never take effect. The orders will probably not make a difference, or like a significant difference, when it comes to patients who pay for their medications out of pocket. So, it feels like it's kind of put on for show, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, As for our local news, Santa Clara County Schools have received $6 million for mental health support. So through the Mental Health Student Service Act grant, it will provide, and I quote, multifaceted mental and behavioral health services by developing wellness centers. Um, And this will also um, increase the number of mental health professionals on campuses and provide adequate um, and professional training for school personnel. Um, on average, Santa Clara students receive way less mental support than the state average. Only around 2% of students receive mental health services. Um, uh, so this funding will hopefully allow for more students to access and receive these services. This funding also covers those who have behavioral disorders. Um, only 17% of students with behavioral disorders get therapy as part of their education assistance. Uh, this funding will allow for um, more of these students to get the uh, therapy and get mental health services. That's well, actually yeah, pretty cool. I feel like that's a really good step forward. Mm-hmm. So hopefully other schools or the whole state will follow and provide more funding. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the news that we have today. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.